and welcome to this week's episode of Extra Serving, a podcast by Nations Restaurant News. I am your host and producer, Holly Petri, here with the latest episode. This week, Joanna Fantosi spoke with Randy Sharp of Experience Restaurant Group about the newest concept. But before I turn you guys over to Joanna, I do just want to give you a little bit of an update from Nation's Restaurant News and the team over here. We are getting ready, we're hunkering down, we're getting all the data ready for our annual top ranking of the restaurant chains in the industry, which is coming out later this month. So definitely stay tuned for that. We have a lot of really great programming rolling out with videos and podcasts and features and all of the juicy data that you look to us for every year we are gearing up for that so we will see you for that in about two to three weeks but just want to get it on your radar so you can be ready when we are here to roll out so now that i have finished blabbering on about that here is joanna and randy sharp of experience restaurant group Hi, my name is Joanna Fantosi, Associate Editor with Nation's Restaurant News, and we're talking to Randy Sharp, CEO of Experience Restaurant Group, for today's uh, episode of Extra Serving, about the hot topic of the moment industry-wide, which is labor challenges and also their plans for growth. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me today. Uh, So kind of uh, talking a little bit more of uh, overarching kind of look at at this topic, uh, do you think that there is a labor crisis? And if so, to what do you, would you attribute that to? I do. Um, I think that there's several factors and I think there's different degrees of the crisis. I think first and foremost, um, obviously the industry has been through more than most industries in this past year and year and almost year and a half. And I, for, for our personal experience, what we've seen is several of our employees have actually exited the restaurant industry altogether. I mean, you know, there's certain industries that weren't as impacted during the pandemic. They're a little bit more of a stable environment, grocery, and, you know, different, different variety of different uh, industries. And we, we've, see, we've seen that. The, the good news is we're actually seeing them coming back now too, which is exciting. But I do believe that there's been a high demand and less um, amount of employees available for that demand, you know, over the, you know, of course, at least at the beginning. When do you think that sort of exodus began? I, you know, the restaurant industry was essentially shut down in March of 2020. Right. There was an opening through the summer, which I didn't see the same amount of issues with labor. And then I think the second shutdown really is what propelled a lot of the individuals to try to figure out whether the restaurant business was going to be their long-term employment or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, from your experience with, with experience, with, <laughs> with experience restaurant group, um, how has your approach to labor and your workforce changed before and after the pandemic, let's say 2019 and then to now? Well, I, I feel fortunate. First of all, we, we, in many of our brands, most of our brands, we have um, our team members that have been around um, and supported the brands for many years. Um, so if I were to grade on a curve, I'd, I'd give us a very high score as far as where we're at on a labor market. Obviously, um, we're also experiencing, you know, sales, in, in, you know, over t- in excess of 20% over our 2019 numbers. So on top of, you know, a few less people out there, um, working, um, we're busier. 
So what are, what do we do? Well, I think that um, a recruiting um, bonus is in place. There's several different factors, but I really do think it's, um, you know, make sure your team members are just that they're part of your team and make sure they know that and they feel that and they're appreciated. And, and I think that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and I saw that uh, experience didn't have to lay off management during the pandemic. So how did you manage that? Well, it's again, it's a, you know, it was all uncharted territory for all of us. And I think that there are several decisions that had to be made. And I don't think anyone had a crystal ball in front of them to tell them what to do. We took the approach that we're going to keep our team and we're going to be bullish and we're, we're going to protect our team. And we're going to do everything we can to make sure that at the end of this, they had a place to call home or at least their second home. So we, we, we kept them on. And obviously it was um, nerve wracking at times to say the least on whether it was the right decision or not. Some, some companies just kind of hunkered down a little bit and went into protect mode. And, and we did that in, in, in some instances, but we didn't do that with our employees. And I just felt that at, at some point this is going to end and um, very proud of the management teams that we have in our restaurants. And they've done a, a, just a phenomenal job of supporting our brands and our company for many years. And I thought we owed it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned that, you know, a big part of this is, you know, simply appreciating your team and making and, and making them know that they are part of a team, and you know, not just cogs in a wheel, for example. Um, uh, so what does that mean to you kind of more specifically? There's no substitute for genuine care. And there's no substitute for making feel like they're part of a team. And that's been our goal. And honestly, um, we, we, we have a, a motto. It's our business partnership. We want to feel that everyone who works with us is part of that partnership. Um, and, you know, we actually try to live and breathe it every day. And I think that's the key. And what does that mean? That means you appreciate everyone that, that is part of your team and, and you get to know their name. You, you talk to them, you, you go visit them in restaurants and you're, you're connected. And during the pandemic, my executive team um, was in restaurants every day. They were going out thanking the managers and whatnot. And even during when it was takeout and delivery only, the office, while we weren't at the office, the office was shut down, but we are able to support our restaurants by going out and making sure the managers know how much we support them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are some of the uh, biggest labor challenges you see within your company right now? And how have you approached those challenges? For us specifically, our kitchen teams really held together and we feel really good about where we're at. It's really, and, and a lot of it has to do with, again, we had a very good 2019 and we're, we're north of 20% over those numbers right now. So it really boils down to making sure you have service staff. Service staff's the key. And the busier you get, um, the more stations you need open. And, you know, no one wants a, an hour plus wait on a Friday night. And that's really the key. And that's really what we've been focusing on. And every recruiting effort um, we have and everything we, we've done either in the past or any new ideas to ensure that not only are we a preferred choice, but when we do bring people on that we're properly training them, they know they're part of a great company. They understand all the opportunities they have in front of them. Um, and we want to just make sure they get supported because it's not, if you, if you hire someone and, and, and they don't feel that it's the right place, that they've made the right choice. They're going to find some other job. There's quite a few out there. You know, everyone's hiring right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, let's talk the the big topic, which is minimum wage. Do talks about a fifteen dollar minimum wage concern you? Uh, why or why not? Well, it did five years ago. <laughs> 
Um, we're primarily, we're 90% California, our, our, our company. We have 65 plus restaurants and, and 90% of them um, reside in California. So what we've had to do, and we did it early on, is figure out how to way that we're, we're going to be able to hit that $15 plus mark um, and still have a, a sustainable company. And so our, our plan um, has been in place for, for several years late. And we, we use um, activity-based forecasting where we just really try to hone in on our forecast to ensure that we have the proper amount of staff at the proper time. And we don't have um, too much of the staff on the shoulder times. There's just been all, all sorts of different um, strategies that have been in place for a while. So I feel we're ready now for 15 plus. We're actually our average wage, you know, several companies have come out and say they're going to raise everyone to 15. Our average wage is well, well above $15 an hour at this point right now when you factor in our, our, our kitchen team. So I feel good about our plan. Um, if we were um, outside of California, we'd have to be putting that plan together right now because it's, it's, it, it is starting to, you know, go everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and how do you, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of operators have that question of how do I afford uh, these higher wages that have been creeping up steadily, but now are just kind of, you know, full steam ahead. It's going to be in volume. So it, it, in, in, in volume, you have to think about it. And you say, okay, well, and the most important thing is the guest experience. If you provide a, get a great guest experience and you're properly staffed, you're going to take, you're going to be okay. And our, and, and the volumes I'm seeing in our restaurants right now are, are, are higher than I've seen in, several years, almost some of them never. We've had record day, sales days in several restaurants um, repeatedly. So it's really about staying ahead of it. If, you're, if your volume's there, your, your bottom line will be there. Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't think menu price increases are, are necessarily uh, needed? I think that they're part of the equation. I don't think you can lean on them 100%. I think that every um, brand will have to look at prices, especially the cost of commodities these days. But if you just look solely at price, I think that, that that's going to turn away your guests and you need volume. You need, you need guest counts. Guest counts are the most important thing in, in our business. The, the real most important thing is happy guest counts. And if you have to focus on that and you have to think, okay, what is a guest willing to pay for X? What is a guest willing to pay for Y? So then you start with the experience and is the experience matching um, what the guest expects. If you're always above what the guest expects on the experience side, they're gonna they're gonna be okay with what they pay, as long as it's not, you know, out of out of bounds. Mm -hmm. um, and let's talk about um, growth. Um, so you, it seems like your plans to are to grow by twenty percent over the next eighteen months. So what goes into that strategy for growth? Well, it's about location first of all, and um, I think the the, the sad part about um, our business is there's several vacant buildings now. Um, that's, that's just inevitable. Unfortunately, there's several companies and several restaurants that were probably struggling a bit before the pandemic. And when, when you go through what we just went through, um, it's obvious, you know, reason why there's so many vacancies. So that's created an opportunity. So we have volume. We're, we're, we're actually in a really good place as far as sales. And the, there's great opportunities out there for new leases um, that are, are better pricing that you would have seen in 2019. So we're strategically looking for, hey, what we, we have 10 brands under our umbrella. And what, what brand would go where? And we want to just make sure it's not something that 
is maybe it has to just be something that we know is going to work and, and knowing it's going to work is knowing the brand, knowing, knowing the guest in, in, in that general area and making sure your terms with your lease are, are, are reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're excited but- about it. We have a lot, we, 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 we really do feel that in the next um, 18 months, um, we, we could open as many as eight or nine restaurants. Great. Um, and it does seem like the real estate market is kind of all over the place lately with so many closures that happened last year. Um, and so kind of what markets are you thinking uh, would be the next best step to be entering? Well, it's, it's mar- markets, but it's actual locations. So uh, to, to be honest with you, we were looking, we have a, a location that we're very far along in California, LA County. It's just a great location, and the terms are, are are something that we don't think we can pass on, and we think we have a brand that would be a home run. We have uh, uh, we're very far along in Florida, in Orlando, for another Chevy's, which has already had a footprint in in Orlando, and we're very excited to be able to grow that brand um, in a market that's just been very well to, treated us very well. And you know, New York City, it's just the amazing. There's an amazing amount of great real estate. It just wasn't available. It wasn't available in 2019, 2000, you know, even beginning in 2020. These, these places are not only available, but they're reasonable. And, and I think that you can get a long-term lease now in some of these locations that you just couldn't get before. So that, you know, you always want to try to look at the positive for everything we went through. And I really do think there's an opportunity to grow, but we're, we're looking at every, every market. It's, it's, there's five states we're, we're actually looking and right now are pretty serious about. Um, and it's just because we just feel we found some just un- unbelievable real estate with, that is a very good deal. Mm-hmm. Well, the opportunities right now are really immense. Yes. Um, and um, so what would you say, I mean, I always love to ask this question, what is on your to-do list this year besides what we've already spoken about and kind of more pie in the sky, what's on your wish list for experience? To-do list. So we had this great plan of refreshing and renovating every one of our brands. We have some great brands. Some of them have been around 65 plus years. Some of our restaurants in those brands have been around that long. And we were on a pretty good run where we had 30 locations refreshed. Um, And then obviously, you know, March of 2020 came about and that had to be halted. And we're very excited to get that back up and running. So we've already refreshed three locations since we've been able to reopen and our plan is by the end of the year to have all of our older restaurants remodeled refreshed and and, and ready for the future so that's a, that's a big to-do list the the other big to-do list is is ensure we're properly staffed and, and I, I think you know that's what we started with the conversation with and it's something that is top of mind and it's something that's the most important part of our um, company and it's always been the most important part. It's the best part of our company. Our people are always the best part of what we have, it, and they, what, there's what makes our company. So it's con- continuing to make sure we support our teams to make sure they have the best recruiting material, they have the best training material, and they have the best amount of support as we continue to grow. And I think there's an opportunity to continue to see these sales, but we have to be staffed in order to do it. That's the to-do list. The wish list is just what I said, is these eight locations right now that we're serious about. I'd love to see all of them be part of our company by the end of it, you know, 18 months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to, obviously, wages are such a huge part of the conversation, but when it comes to labor, um, uh, what are your thoughts on kind of added benefits or kind of uh, expanding benefits package to kind of uh, to attract employees as, as so many restaurants are kind of reevaluating what they're offering uh, 
hourly employees? I think it's very important. And I think it's a key um, point, that's something that's a point of pride for our company. I think we had good benefits. And then when we, when we went through our renewal, um, I think we improved them. Our, our employee benefits actually in our last renewal went down for their, their portion. Company portion went up a little bit. Um, but I do think in this market, you have to be the most competitive where you have an environment that people feel great and welcome to, to be part of. But you also have to look at the whole package and you have to say, okay, are we offering the best benefits in the industry? Are we offering the most competitive benefits in the industry? What, what are we offering for our, our, our team that maybe someone else um, isn't quite offering? And, and what is someone else offering that maybe we should look at? So I think it's just a huge part of what we're, we're doing. And I think it's a great part of what we're doing. And I think it's a great part of what a lot of different companies are doing now. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of give it a specific example of that? As far as a specific example on the benefits, well, the average cost for our health benefits went down for every single one of the employees in our industry, in our, in our company. That's, that's, that's something that we're just super proud of. And, and it's just something that we're going to continue to work on. And not only did they go down, but they got better. We actually improved their coverage mm-hmm. at the company's expense. That's great. Yeah. Um, all right. I think then that's all the questions I have. Uh, thank you so much, Randy, for being for uh, talking to us today. I really appreciate it. Anytime. I love, love speaking with you. And we really appreciate everything Nation and Restaurant News does for the industry. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Extra Serving, a podcast by Nation's Restaurant News. This week's episode was recorded and written by Joanna Fantosi and was produced by me, Holly Petri. We'll be back next Friday with a brand new episode. And don't forget to stay tuned for our annual restaurant ranking. Until then, have a great rest of your week.